Hey, welcome to Free Wi-Fi, a, I mean, we're like a newsletter podcast where you can keep up with your favorite two hosts, Esteban and Catherine, but ostensibly we're supposed to be like a workshop podcast, like a design workshop podcast. Lifestyle. A lifestyle. Advice. Advice. I don't know. True crime. True crime. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we would come for us. Okay. So like we usually are talking about like how to make games, how to make them by yourself and just workshopping through making some stuff but we're not doing it because we're good at this fox we're doing this because we're bad at it or i'm bad at it it sounds like actually you had a very good week i had a bad week i haven't turned my computer on in two weeks this is the first time i turned my computer on since we last recorded (laughs) i've just been playing video games and just being overall awful and terrible y'all do as i say do not do what i do although pokemon's really fun you should play pokemon if you're not oh my god Pokemon. pokemon's so fun but yeah like I it's really weird. I have been really productive productive uh this pat these past like couple weeks. I don't even know what happened. I think the stars literally aligned cuz like it was a full moon out. Whoa. Like I got to see the full moon like every night. Uh, <laughs> which always improves my mood. Uh uh Death Stranding came out, Pokémon came out. Uh and I'm just I'm I'm excited. And inspired to work on things. Yeah, I want to figure out like why you and I had completely opposite reactions to uh, all the stuff that came out in the last couple of weeks. Because what opposite. I did, opposite, yeah. In that, like, I mean, we both love all of these video games. So many good video games coming out last two months. But I have just hunkered down and just been playing them nonstop and being extremely, extremely lazy. Coming home from work and okay. just like, all right, Pokemon time. You, on the other hand, have been revitalized. Yeah. I've been revitalized. I've played all these things for maybe like a couple hours and then have not really picked them up at all the past couple weeks because I'm working on my own things. I'll I'll lay it out for you exactly like my reaction to this. Um, Okay, so there's Death Stranding. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That one came out first. Very weird game, for lack of a better term. Weird. Extremely high budget, extremely large audience, like not large audience, like extremely high budget, extremely niche gameplay. Yeah, but a broad um, audience. Maybe even nicher narrative, narrative, but the audience is super broad because it's so high budget, because the marketing was so on point, because there's already kind of a cult following for Kojima's work. Super big audience, really weird, unconventional work. And it made me really happy to see that something like that can exist. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Someone had an idea, a really weird, borderline unmarketable idea that wouldn't appeal to a really big audience. It wouldn't resonate with a lot of people, but they did it anyway, and they did it really well, and they did it on a huge scale, and they explored it as thoroughly as they possibly could have. Oh boy, do they explore it as thoroughly as they could have. <laughs> and and they just, they knocked it out of the park. They, they did really good work, and I'm just, I'm so proud of them, and I want them to succeed. Uh, so all those things, full moon, games <laughs> so inspiring to me and but you you have been uninspired not uninspired by it but you just haven't had the same reaction as me yeah I, and i don't even know like what it is so, like one of the interesting cool things is like so i was in the middle of working on the bicycle game i'm still gonna finish it uh-huh. i'm gonna do it our direction looks ugly super super ugly right now so i'm trying to figure that out but it was it was exciting playing something like death stranding which is uh takes the same concept of an asynchronous multiplayer experience and like being about the relationship between you and everybody else who's playing this game in completely different ways like 
Death Stranding is about um, cooperation, about everyone laying down a brick to pave the road in. and to build better infrastructure. And it's about how, hey, maybe we should all pay taxes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and some of the side conversations in those letters <laughs> are like hilariously, hilariously on point with just the, <clears throat> we live in a society. <laughs> Very seriously. That's not the story I wanted to tell with um, with uh, Polter Bikes or whatever its final name ends up being. Mm-hmm. Um, that one's more about like legacy and about expressing a feeling of you have to like go against everybody who has ever done something before, right? Against. Yeah, it's 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 competitive, not antagonistic, but it is like competitive. Whereas something like Death Stranding is cooperative. So in terms of like theme and stuff, completely different. But in terms of some of the gameplay like systems, like uh, I was trying, I, I had built something that was very similar in that it has an online server full of player, like various async, asynchronous player data taken at different times, but all combining into like a single experience that the player is going through. And so I have a clear parallel between something that's a huge hit right now and something that I'm working on. So that should be like super inspirational, right? But instead I just look at the incredible exquisite craft that goes into something like it where uh, uh, every image is so composed, every game system is so deep and fleshed out and I'm just like, oh man, what am I doing? I, I'm playing on a field I can't compete in. I should just, no. I, should just I feel discouraged then. <laughs> no, you can't. This is the, See, that's usually my response to things like, oh man, it's so good. But like, no, no longer, okay? <laughs> like, the year is ending. 2020 the, is coming. The moon I'm is getting full. older. I'm about to turn 26. You know what? Not important. Cut that out. I'm, I'm, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Given your age, when we you know probably more than half of the people who listen to this are older than us <laughs> and wiser than us. Uh, what was I saying? But yeah, like, I, I think the biggest thing that I realized in, in these past couple, couple weeks is that, like, no, I'm definitely not there yet, but I can get there if I just mm. take it one step at a time. Mm-hmm. If I if I just acknowledge that, like, yes, this is going to take time to learn. Like, I'm not going to get good right away. Like, I just need to absorb what I can and keep practicing and just, like, tiny bites. Like, mm-hmm. tiny, tiny steps. Like, every tiny thing is progress. Like rather than rather than focusing on the distance to my destination, I focus on the steps that I'm currently taking now and and also the steps that I've also already taken. So I think that's the mindset that I've kind of found myself in recently. Have no idea how I got there. But that's where I'm at. Dang, I need that full moon energy. Full moon energy. <laughs> ah! My my advice would be to look at the things that are super cool and allow them to give you power power i'm gonna take that advice fox thank you so much for the pep and the inspiration but we're missing something very important you haven't dug into actually any of the things that you were working on and and, uh what were you directing all this energy towards let's see okay so uh, a couple things so as you know i i i am a i am of a fickle sort um, I, I like many things and I've always wanted to do many things. Um, but I think the, the game project that I'm currently trying to flesh out more is the, uh, 
that space opera visual novel mm-hmm. that one has been taking i've been taking like smaller steps with that one i've mostly just written out a, an opening scene i was trying to learn a little bit more about how to build the character art um so that that's made some progress and that's cool um also i've been trying to get back into drawing because i love to draw um and i've always i've always regretted not putting more energy into that because I've always wanted to get good at drawing and half of me wishes I would have majored in traditional animation so I'm like I could just I could just do it anyway like I don't have to get a major in traditional animation I could just try to do it myself yeah so I've been trying to get back into drawing and and learning some learning some animation tools yeah, you're messing around with a bunch of bunch of tools. I saw your messages about oh no, Clip Studio only lets you do 24 frames. I know, I'm so disappointed. I have Clip Studio Paint because it was on sale for like 12 bucks, which is a great program. But 24 frames? It only lets me do 24 frames. It's like the full version that lets you do full animations. So that's that's what I've been working on. I I took a step back and thought, okay, where do I want to be in? I don't know, like 10 years or whatever. And I decided that I I want people to know, I want I want there to be several examples of the kind of work that I make and I want to have a kind of established, uh, I don't want to say brand, but like... Yeah, a style. But in order to do that, I need to actually start making stuff and putting it out. So I want to, I want to do that visual novel. Like I always say on this show, <laughs> I am, I'm making things currently. <laughs> very small steps you're you're practicing your drawing and doing like some illustrations that i saw but like were you actually making any anything animated or did the limitations of that program just immediately stop that from from happening no i, I was learning how to build in so renpy lets you create these uh you can make character i don't want to call them character models but they're basically it's a character made of multiple images yeah uh called a, a layered image mm-hmm so you can separate it out into layers and animate it separately. So you don't have to export a whole image every time you want someone to blink or something. So I was learning how to make characters using layered images, um, which would allow me to get a little bit more expressive with animation. And I had a couple ideas about ways I could make characters move a little bit more. But rather than pursuing that rabbit hole too far, I kind of just got the basics. Like, here's how to make a character with all these pieces. So I, I made a temporary character um, to use um, as I was writing. Uh, what was the question? If you had made anything animated that had movement. I have the capability to do it now. I just need to go in and like draw all the frames. But that's not going to be the final character art. So I don't want to go too far down into character art polish before I have even like a solid chapter written. So I mostly just wanted to get the basics so I could, you know, set that foundation and just keep going the counterpoint to that was you're also doing like a lot of writing last few weeks too right a little bit i'm not i'm not much of a writer so i struggle a lot with it and even the current script that i have is just a script it's not even like a novel format so there's no like there's no descriptive text telling you what's happening because whenever i write a visual novel i'm fully focusing on like the visual aspect so it's it's more like it's more like a, a cinematic ver- thing that I'm going for, but I, I really need to, I need to do more descriptive text, I think. Oh, there are RenPy tutorials in the form of visual novels on Itch.io and really? like templates and stuff. 
like I found this GUI template, which is just a RenPy project that you, it's like bl a blank RenPy project you start with and then you yeah. just like, you use that and it's like, holy crap. <laughs> like, That's delightful. This community is amazing. But I, I learned how to use layered images from uh, one of those tutorials. If anyone's interested in that, check it out. <laughs> Where would someone find that sort of stuff? Itch.io has a lot of uh, RenPy, has a handful at least of RenPy templates and tutorials you could you could check out. Cool. That's R E N apostrophe P Y. So, um, well, we ha so have you not? You haven't been working on anything at home. You've mostly just been playing. I've just been playing games. I've been bad. What have you played more, Pokemon or Death Stranding? Hmm. Hmm. Actually, I think I have uh, more hours on Pokemon now because I can play that on the train. Being able to be mobile really helps and that game is just cheery and fun to just be in i know yeah and you can just run around that wild area for hours and like oh, yeah. find interesting pokemon or have interesting battles because okay pokemon corner biggest best change that series has made is that you can battle pokemon on your main like along the path that you're going you can run into pokemon that are like way overpowered compared to you yeah and that's because they changed how the gym badges work Gym badges now don't just let you control Pokemon up to a certain level. It's now which Pokemon level you can catch them at. So that really caps you at, like, I can only catch Pokemon that are level 20, for example, um, which seems like a huge limitation. is kind of like a bummer at first when you're just starting the game out because you never want to think about the other Pokemon's level in terms of, like, can I catch this? It's about whether or not you can, you can get its HP down. But... Having that change allows them to put super high-level Pokemon in the wild area that you can run into at your leisure, at your own peril, and yeah. that makes that makes those battles way more interesting. It lets you have battles where you are seriously the underdog, because you're never the underdog in a Pokemon game. Yeah. Never I, the underdog. <laughs> it especially it especially works. I don't think it would work if if they if you couldn't see the Pokemon you're running into yeah. either. Yeah. I think that's one of the one of my favorite changes they made in the past couple of generations is being able to see the Pokemon that you're about to run into because then you get to choose your battles. Like random yeah. battles always suck. Like the, I I I don't yeah. know if I don't know if I've played a game where like I haven't dreaded a random battle because you're just walking along and then surprise it's a battle whatever yeah. it's like such a pain when you're trying to like find a specific monster right because right. if it's a random battle you're just going to be going into battles in and out of them and it takes a long time to cycle through them and it takes a long time to to beat them or run away from them but if you can see them on the map you can just be like okay i fought that guy a million times not gonna bother i'm gonna look and find someone else and they still have pokemon that you can only find in the grass but it's like there's just going to be like three of them that are just hidden in the grass. And so that means it's like way easier to cycle through those and find the one that you're looking for. So they just made it like all those annoying parts. It's just like you don't need it. Even like yeah. when you're poisoned in the game, all other Pokemon games, you take damage when you're walking around. Which makes sense on like a tile game because you can count the tiles. But in 3D, it doesn't make sense. And so the new one, mm -hmm. they just took it out. When you're poisoned, you're only damaged in battle. And guess what? Yeah. It doesn't It doesn't make the game worse. The game is fine. I thought that yeah. was like, oh, man, that change sucks. And then I was like, wait, no, it doesn't. It's actually, you don't need that. Yeah, you don't it have to worry. It wasn't making the game more fun having that. So they yeah. just like, they allowed themselves to re-examine a lot of stuff. And they said, okay, what's fun about Pokemon? What's fun is getting to the battles that you want, 
having interesting battles where you got to do weird stuff, see some cool stuff. It's fun catching them. They made catching, like they've been making these games for decades. That little catching animation where the ball wiggles and the camera zooms in on it, like every single time gets me on the edge of my seat. I hoop and I holler every single time I catch a Pokemon. (laughs) I've caught 200 Pokemon in that game. Every single one of them was just like, so cathartic there's got to be a really precise formula by now of like how to make a great catching animation they they got it down to a science every every little microsecond of that really just like gets to me i like can't even like look at the ball when it does its final shake because i just like get too stressed out i have to like look elsewhere (laughs) i know and you can tell like a moment before you get the lock sign like Mm -hmm. yes it's, it's it's in so it it really feels like they identified all of the rough edges of the the experience of playing a Pokemon, and they've been smoothing all of those out. Yep. Which I can see that being frustrating more hardcore RPGers, I guess. But ultimately, it, it, it makes it a I different think it's, game. It's just it's a different. It's it's a more pleasant experience, which yeah, I think fits Pokemon pretty well. Pokemon's supposed to be pleasant, yeah. right? They chose their priorities, and you know what? I really agree with it. There is like an aesthetic of fun that comes from random battles there is like a fun aesthetic that comes from like oh shit my pokemon is poisoned i need to get to a pokemon center or yeah, there's like, some drama there yeah but it but that drama isn't as broadly fun and honestly when you've played these games like a bunch of times it becomes more annoying and tiresome than being able to just be like oh, shoot, my Pokemon are low on HP. I still want to be out here in the fields catching them, though. I'm just going to set up a tent. I can just set up a tent and heal all my Pokemon up with that. It's going to cost me some resources. I'm going to have to spend a bunch of berries to do it. But I can. I can just do that. I don't have to leave town and then come back here. I can just set up a camp. It's so Mm -hmm. easy. That just makes it so much nicer. Like, I love all the changes. And the Dynamax forms. I'm, like, so bummed that... It's going to be just a Galar region only thing that only these games are really? going to have. Probably. That's kind of how they set it up. Like that um, it's. Well, I mean, that... why? Why is that a bad thing that it's only a, Gal- a Galar, a Gala thing? Cause... Because I love it. It's so smart. It's every Pokemon can just be big. You can just make every Pokemon <laughs> big. All you got to do is scale up that that 3D it's definitely model. Definitely a lot cheaper than doing a, a mega, mega evolution models. Yeah, or the like super moves that they did in the last one. Like I didn't care for mega evolutions. I didn't care for the super moves in the um, Sun and Moon, but Dynamax forms? That's so hype. It's but so it does, hype. <laughs> it's cool, but it, it I don't know that it adds a whole lot to the actual battle. No, like, no it doesn't. But it looks so cool. <laughs> no, it's it's a cool. Yeah, you're right. It, it's it's very satisfying to take your what's a small Pokemon, Igglybuff, and mm-hmm. Dynamax it out, and <laughs> giant giant balloon Pokemon just floating above the stage. Someone was like, "How can we make this Pokemon really, really, really fun?" And they're like, "What well, if we take the Pokemon but we make them big?" And everyone applauded, <laughs> and I'm applauding too. What a great idea. What a great idea. Just make those Pokemon big. Just kaiju Pokemon. <laughs> awesome. Amazing. Uh, and, and I don't know if you've done any of the multiplayer raids. Those are a neat idea. They're cool. I've done them with AI. I've, I've never been uh, had the patience to wait for other players to connect. We should play online sometime and do it. It's, pre- it's pretty cool doing it with other players. Yeah, Pokemon Pokemon, good, y'all. I'm only, I'm only one gym <laughs> in because I'm slow as heck. But I'm like, it's... Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Roly Coley 
Can I just like tell you about this Pokemon for a second? You know, you know about Roly Coley, right? Oh, I know all about Roly Coley. It's a love book <laughs> coal uh-huh. that rolls. So it's called Roly Coley. I cannot tell you how happy this makes me. <laughs> and it evolved the evolution, uh, Caracol. 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 It's a it's a mine cart. Yeah. Made of coal. It run. I don't know if you've been to a cave yet, but they run on tracks. There's tracks, and I didn't yeah. realize this at first because there's just like Pokemon wandering around, and that's all cool. And then zipping down this track, this Pokemon <laughs> just hits me, and I was like, "What the heck?" <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! That's a Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I got hit oh, by a minecart. Oh shoot! That's then... a Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have to bleep a couple of things in this one. Oops. <laughs> I um, I don't I. There might is there a third? I think there is a yes. third evolution. Uh, I have not okay. gotten it yet. So unfortunately, so the idea for the third evolution, extremely good. The silhouette for that third evolution, very very good. Good face, good idea, good design. However, however, hmm. the back of its model looks. I don't want to say unfinished, but it needs like ten percent more like hmm, interesting can, okay i'm not gonna say that you can see the seams i'm just gonna say i'm not gonna say it's a bad 3d model i'm not gonna say that they shouldn't they they took that pie out of the oven before it was done i'm just gonna say it's not it's not it's not perfect not, it's not perfect quite there. not perfect from the back just the back but that's the most important angle that's where you see the creature Every single time you use it. I mean, it. A, a lot of Pokemon look weird from the back because they're designed from the front first. No, no, no. That's not That's not true. Ever since... What? When you draw a Pokemon, you draw it from the front. The second generation, their big thing with all of the character designs was they're going to have an interesting front and an interesting back. That's why you get Pokemon like um, uh, that spider where it's got like a face on the front, but if you see it from behind, you see that the thorax has a face on its back too. That's why you get uh, the giraffe Spinarak? Pokemon. Yeah, Spinarak. That's why you get the giraffe oh, Pokemon that has like a giraffe on the front and a giraffe on the back. All of the designs from those ones going forward were very specifically designed with like front view, back view, and how can those be interesting and different? Um, but you think they maybe they lost that a little bit with this generation? Um, yeah, maybe a little bit. They've been like getting better at leaning into what. 3d is good at which is like you can do rotations you can do uh wavy fabric physics like all that stuff uh, and transparencies like all those things are stuff that is easier to do in 3d and cheap to do in 3d that's really hard to do on a hand animated sprite um and so like their designs are getting way better at like doing cool stuff in the technology that they're working in now but i think that sometimes yeah sometimes they just need a better I need a, I need a better composition hmm. from the back for some of the some of the new mods. Okay, I'll, I'll have to I'll have to evolve my oh yeah car coal uh, <laughs> and see. But like Roly Coley, you can't beat that. They've got a lot of really good designs. Even Roly Coley's design, like it's a lump of coal. You can't really get super strong silhouette out of that. <laughs> Except it's a wheel. It has a wheel <laughs> and a grumpy eye. Oh, by the way, I realized recently that like. All of my favorite character designs, Pokemon, whatever, it's the grumpy eyes. <laughs> I just, I love angry, grumpy eyes. Huh. Weird. Anyway. Some good, some good monster designs in the new gen. I found, yeah. uh, 
Pokemon called Phalanx, and I think it's one of my faves now. Is that like a cat Pokemon? No. What is it? I'll look it up. It kind of looks like a... No, don't look it up. You'll run into it in the game. Okay. It looks like a caterpillar, (laughs) but it's not. (laughs) But I'm so excited. My my Corvus Squire is going to evolve into a Corvus Knight, and Corvus Knight is so cool. It's a big, big Big raven. Real big bird. Big, angry, armored bird. I love it. <laughs> ah! But I also want to catch an Alcremie or a Dollop as they start. Or a Dollop? Is that what they're called? I, Dollops? Milkree. Milkree is the first one. Do you know how to evolve this thing? There's a special trick. Oh, I've seen someone like spin. You have to spin it around because it's cream. And so you have to. <laughs> that's so cool. <laughs> you, have to, you have to whip whip the cream to turn oh it gosh, into. Oh my gosh, that's genius. Into a whipped cream Pokemon. That is so funny. You just spin See, around See, that's the other circle. thing they could do with 3D that like cool like cool weird evolutions like that like mm-hmm. secret evolutions almost except it wasn't secret because it was marketed but like that's I a mean, cool idea it's kind of secret in that there are 72 possible outcomes what really so if you're looking for a particular one good luck <laughs> oh hell yeah i'm so excited to <laughs> experiment with this i would love it if they would do more stuff like that like have have secret pokemon that you would have to do very specific things to find. You remember uh, the teacup Pokemon that we talked about earlier? <gasps> I know what you're talking about. So apparently it has two evolutions. One of which is just like a normal kettle. I mean, not a normal kettle. It's like a ghost kettle. But the uh-huh. other one is like an antique kettle. And that one happens only if you have a genuine teacup. All of the other ones are forgeries. There's only a 1 in 40 chance of getting a real one. And the only way you can tell is that it has a mark on the bottom of it, of the model, that you can only see when you send it out into battle <laughs> or when it does its, like, animation in the uh, the little Pokédex viewer. And it's like you got to play Antique Roadhouse with, with, a, with a Pokémon to check whether it's, yeah. like, a genuine antique or not. And then if it is, then it'll evolve into a different a different thing. That is so funny. See, like, y'all y'all better stop hating on Pokemon because it's just full of so many fun ideas like this. Pokemon's good. Pokemon is so good. There's so much fun being had by the people in, in charge of this world. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, I don't know what else to talk about, Fox. We talked about how much we love Death Stranding, but did we talk about why? What is there to say about Death Stranding that hasn't already been said? Well, I guess I'm still <laughs> I'm still playing it. Yeah, I want I want to wait I want to wait till I get to the to the end. To the full, yeah, the I I, I need to keep digesting this cuz like cool stuff keeps happening in it and I'm just I'm having I'm kind of having a blast. Uh although having a blast is the wrong adjective for, <laughs> to use yeah, with this kind the... of game. It's mm. like I play it and it's like hell yeah. No, that's not <laughs> it. <laughs> How do I describe this? It's a very satisfying game to me. It's like a woe game, you know? It's a woe game? Yeah. Every, every few minutes, there's like, whoa, 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 you know? Yeah. Like, from its design, the thing that, like, I'm really carrying with it and, like, surprised by is that it it's, like, almost like a shonen anime in that, like, it's just ups its power level, like... <laughs> consistently like you're doing this thing and it's like oh wow this is so difficult and then you get a tool that makes that easier but now you have to think about something else and then right. you get something that makes that easier but now you have to think about something else and it really builds on itself and becomes more expansive and complicates itself with that system where like every time every solution it gives you to a problem that you've had to like grapple and learn 
comes with new problems that it introduces and it's like really satisfying having that power creep and power grow as you're going through the game um i think that's like really really cool and not something that i had like expected from you know the mind of metal gear which has like you're getting items that expand the way that you're playing and stuff but it has never had the same like progression in the way that like death stranding i think really 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 succeeds at having cool then my strand in thoughts I'm noted like, it always feels like you're making progress like there's always something for you to be doing yeah like you're changing the world is changing like yeah oh, okay, and it's okay, satisfying because it's like hell yeah I'm bringing the world together I'm building bridges I gotta go back to Pokemon <laughs> okay <laughs> One okay god what <laughs> <laughs> okay because my biggest beef it's not really a beef but like the biggest disappointment I have with the new Pokemon game is that like I haven't been enjoying the characters as much as I did in Sun and Moon um, the human characters you mean yeah like the human characters like i think they have incredible designs like really 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 good like visual designs but sun and moon really like blew me away with the character arcs that were like going through it so there was like um was her name lily yeah lily okay so the coolest thing about pokemon sun and moon in my opinion um was that like it had introduced characters that have like real dramatic like arcs over the course of the game um mm-hmm. so like lily starts dressed in this very like demure almost like victorian style like white dress and sun hat um and she is like terrified of pokemon that's her like character trait is like she um uh, correct me if i'm wrong about any of this as i as i'm remembering it um no that, that's correct she she doesn't like to touch them like she doesn't she's freaked out by pokemon a lot like she doesn't really like getting close to them yeah yeah so that's and that's like set up kind of not just as like a character trait but that can that helps form like part of like a central mystery to the game is just like exploring uh not just the mystery in the world but like an actual character's like personal trauma and something that she's trying to like grapple with in this world that is built Mm -hmm. all around interacting and physically in that game like you are physically touching your pokemon you're petting them and, and a whole bunch of other stuff um so she gets to be on the opposite side of that and she has a dramatic arc that takes her from that position to becoming a Pokemon trainer where she undergoes a physical, like, uh, like a visual, Correct. I should say, yeah. a physical transformation um, where she, like, she ties her hair back. She gets, like, a sportier outfit and she's able to go out there and, like, actually be a Pokemon trainer. And that's, like, a huge character turn. Yeah, I remember that moment. It's like, oh. Lily, I'm so proud of you. Yeah, you're proud of her. And it's, it is like she evolved in the way a Pokemon evolves. Like, hey. And they, like, hey. play into that, like, where the characters have their own, like, evolutions. And that ties into, like, the broader story with, like, the evil organization and her conflict with, like, them. And so, like, it, it succeeds at being, like, an interesting character-driven, like, story in that regards. That I think, like, Sun and Moon... Or, or yeah that um okay. sword and shield sword and has shield. a lot of characters but they don't have the same like dramatic transformations and arcs right and the mystery that the entire game is founded on is it's like a game for kids and so the mystery is like extremely extremely simple and basic and it's not strong I enough to that's... hold the whole game story on i think that's probably fine ultimately though because Sun and Moon was really, I, I did enjoy how story-centric Sun and Moon was, but I think all of that character development in that story came at the expense of the actual gameplay 
Um, mm-hmm. Because there was so, I don't really have a desire to go back to Sun and Moon because so much yeah. time is spent in cutscenes yeah. and talking to characters, and it's like, I I don't really want to go through with all this. Like it's it's kind of exhausting. I kind of just want to go out and explore and catch Pokemon um, and enjoy my time with my Pokemon. But there's really not a lot of that because the story is so everywhere and so linear. Um, That's true. Yeah, and they talk. They do talk a lot in that game. Yeah. <laughs> they talk a lot yeah. and everything is much shorter in sword and shield like quite thankfully like the beats are are quick when they're there but um i think it still comes at an expense that older pokemon games succeed at making you feel adventurous in a way that you feel like alone for most of those games you're traveling by yourself you're going to these towns you're encountering these situations but you are alone in those games and in the modern games in order to have characters that they can develop over the course of the game, those characters have to constantly be showing back up, even if it's just for a second to say hi and like show you how they're a little bit different than the previous time. They have to keep coming. And that means that you'll get to a town and you'll just be like, well, I just had an adventure gang here. And they're like, hey, mate, I just took the train over there. And you're like, oh, you could just take a train? Like, <laughs> it, like it, diminishes, <laughs> it diminishes your your personal achievements in the game i think because you're never alone at all you're never doing things like by yourself or for yourself i don't know if i agree because i feel way less alone in sword and shield than i ever did in like the earlier ones because we have features like the camp and like pokemon and me where like my pokemon are with me like they're my team i get to hang out with them but in the previous games it's always been they've always been invisible like in my pocket whatever yeah um but in these more recent generations it's always felt like i've had my team with me like playing along plus there's like the the world is more populated right like there's more pokemon floating around there's more npcs running around yeah i mean my argument is that like the new games are are much less lonely in order like the, the prioritization that's happening is like make the characters more developed by ingraining them throughout the entire game in the way that like so in the older games you had like your rival and the rival shows up a lot of times um and that way you're able to have like a relationship with that character um you're seeing him consistently he's developing over the course of those games and so they need the other characters to do that too to have a more fleshed out cast and a a more believable world because it has characters in it as opposed to just like one-line npcs everywhere um but prioritizing that comes at the expense of feelings of achievement which can only come from being alone during parts of the game i think and so i don't feel like i'm achieving Mm. as much in the newer games because the game is even though it's not like handholdy any more handholdy than the previous ones there's just characters that are there consistently and so like you're not doing anything they're not yeah i think i see what you mean but regardless still a good video game still a good game Good video game. Love it. Rolly Coley. Best best boy. <laughs> Actually, best girl. Mine's a female, Rolly Coley. Don't Rolly ask Coley. me how a lump of coal can have gender, but... <laughs> <laughs> the, the Rolly Coley gender reveal party. <laughs> Just... <laughs> what is... What is this lump of coal? <laughs> <laughs> I don't really want to think about it. <laughs> I don't... All the Wobbuffets have lipstick, and it just looks so weird. Excuse me? They introduced sexual dimorphism in one of the previous generations. So, like, Pokemon of different yeah, genders some... will look a little bit different. And 
some of them are just absurd. Like female Wobbuffet is Wobbuffet with lipstick on it. Oh my god, <laughs> it looks so weird. <laughs> Whooper Whooper has a different side count. There's a there was a house in the second town where like there are three Whoopers, and it's like, can you tell which one's a female? <laughs> it can be hard to tell. And I stared at it for a little while, and I was like, spot the difference, spot the difference, spot the difference, spot the difference. And finally, it was like, oh, it's those little side whisker things. <laughs> so now I know how to tell a female uh, whooper from a male whooper. What a, what a weird thing for them to introduce into those games. Yeah. But. I mean, it's fun. Like, you can get a Pikachu with a little heart-shaped tail now. That's cute. Yeah. I don't, I don't think it's a bad idea entirely, but... I mean, not every Pokemon needs it, for sure. I guess they did that because they needed breeding to be, like, a whole system and a thing. That's, like, right. a huge part of, like, the deep level part of the game is, like, specifically breeding Pokemon for, like, their stats and stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's a whole meta. I don't know. Plus, you could do some cool things with it, like color variations and type variations. And yeah, let's have like variations. That. Having regional variations was such a smart idea. Oh, what a good Yeah, idea. yeah. It really adds a lot. It allows the games to be unique have variety without having to balloon a permanent pokedex that every game is expected to have and yeah. uh they can reuse the skeletons yeah, so smart. yeah i'm still kind of reeling from the ghost coral corsola like man I'm so depressed <laughs> they really did that <laughs> they really went they there. really they really went Everywhere, like Roly Coley is a lump of coal, mm-hmm. and there's a a a, a wheezing is is more <laughs> just a, more smoggy, a robber more baron, like a coal stack, coal whatever. Like they're really going hard on this like industrial society. Yeah, the final evolution of Roly Coley is about like it, it's it is a coal monster oh, that attacks. I think I have an idea. It, it, <laughs> It, it it the Pokemon Dex description is like anyone who vandalizes like the the coal deposits like it will come after them, and it's like oh, <laughs> there's a lot of violent Pokemon in in this generation. People keep tweeting about that witch one where it's like if it senses hostility, it'll it'll attack, it'll hunt you down. I mean, yeah, all of the all of the Pokemon descriptions are like that. Even like you got Haunter, it's like it has a like. It's Hunter was tongue. the OG. It's an OG, but it's like its tongue is made of gas. If it licks you, you'll shiver until death eventually comes for you. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Pokemon so metal. So hardcore. <laughs> Pokemon, like, I I appreciate, I adore when things incorporate an element of macabre and Pokemon descriptions. Chef, chef kiss. Did you see that article I shared with you? Uh, and everybody about the Pokédex is full of bullshit. Sorry, we gotta no. search that one out too. Wait, did you share? Wait, when did you share I, that? I with posted me? this in in a in our Discord. Um, oh, I didn't. I don't week. think I read it. Okay. Uh, so the fossil Pokemon in Sword and Shield. I've heard about this. Okay, so the fossil Pokemon Sword and Shield are different from previous fossil Pokemon in uh-huh. normal Pokemon games. You take a fossil to the scientist, and the scientist you put it in the microwave, and you get a free yeah, Pokemon. You get a free, you get a free ancient extinct Pokemon. Let's just stick that sucker in a microwave. In Sword and Shield, they changed it a tiny little bit, a cool little twist where there are two fossils. Well, actually, I think there's four fossils, and depending on the combination of two of them, a different Pokemon will come out of 
come out of it. However, the Pokemon that come out are absolute abominations. Monstrosities that look like every waking second is is death. Like, they are suffering. <laughs> they are clearly suffering to be alive. Because it is two parts like It's oh, a Pokemon. chimera. Yeah. It's episode whatever of Fullmetal Alchemist all over again. They're chimeras that clearly cannot function clearly have body parts that clearly like do not fit together and that like there'll be a huge torso and then like a tiny little like head and so you'll see like the flesh of the like of the part that doesn't line up with the other part Um, is it possible to get the right combination and get the perfect one no they don't let you they only let you do monsters but here's the thing here's the thing that's like a fun idea it's cool making these Uh little these little frankensteins but the pokedex descriptions for each of them play it completely seriously as a creature that used to be alive. What this well, means is that the Pokédex is just a fabrication. Well, no, clearly the Pokédex doesn't know anything about extinct Pokémon, but it, it knows things tr- about Pokémon that are alive and can be observed and studied today. If the Pokédex looks at this monster and spins up a wild yarn about how it used to live, <laughs> When it clearly had no past, how can I trust That's it? That's exactly say what we do for dinosaurs in our world, Esteban. Do you know what this is based on? I know, I know what it's based on. But this Pokédex is telling me that a Rhydon has the force to level a skyscraper, and I'm like, okay, but where's the facts? Where's the science? Is this something that's actually <laughs> happening? Anytime this thing tells me that a Pokémon can, uh, uh, its body will charge up to. 17,000 degrees Fahrenheit. How? I, now, all of a sudden, that's absurd. <laughs> this Pokédex is so, making stuff up. <laughs> it's possible that the people working at Dex Co. are embellishing the facts a little bit. I mean, that's just marketing for you, right? <laughs> they are supposed to be the repository of all information on this society is built on the Wikipedia of this Pokédex. <laughs> the Pokédex is just Wikipedia. Ah! who's editing this wikipedia <laughs> where are the mods oh that would be a cool location to visit like the pokedex facility i thought that in the first game like you were writing the pokedex or i mean you're the one like the pokedex oh, doesn't exist yeah. Until... oh yeah because the, the whole idea is that you're the one catching them all and documenting or maybe professor oak is the one writing them professor yeah oak like the, the you have this device your job is to research these pokemon by catching them and then you can write up all the information about them so that the world can have a comprehensive guide to pokemon i don't think maybe you're not writing it but the book can write itself in some way but i don't trust this software anymore i think we've all become too reliant on the ai machines well i mean it is haunted by an electric ghost now so oh that is true i forgot the pokedex is sentient there's a lot of Rotoms in the world now, There's which I'm actually kind of down for. What a fun idea. We are so deep in the weeds. We got to pull out. Apologies yeah. to everyone listening to this. We did another Pokemon episode, but we warned you. We uh, warned you know everyone what? last I time. Don't, uh, I don't apologize. No. No shame. No shame, Fox. No shame for me. No shame. No shame, Esteban. You like what you like, and you just like it, okay? <laughs> My life is I'm not going to apologize. Ha, ha, ha. Every waking moment is suffering, like those chimera no. fossilized Pokemon. Esteban. <laughs> All right.
we're gonna we're gonna which, let's close out which fossil which ho- fossil monstrosity are you <laughs> take our Quiz twitter poll in the, yeah take our twitter poll okay anyway all right well thank you for sitting through this podcast <laughs> sitting through it now you have shame huh no no <laughs> erase that everyone listening i hope you had a good time hanging out with us it's fun catching up with each other and fun all right every everybody have a great you know what i hope you had a good thanksgiving because i am certain this won't come out before thanksgiving <laughs> but if on the off chance that i do edit it it won't happen but before thanksgiving it probably won't i, I hope you have a good won't. one <laughs> even if you do edit it before thanksgiving there's no chance that i post it before okay well before i hope everybody had a good thanksgiving uh and happy holidays and go make some cool stuff do it just do it do it and oh last piece of advice if you're making empanadas um make sure you look at the ingredients twice and if you are scaling up the proportions that you're making like let's say you want to do 1.5 servings instead of one serving make sure that you do the math right when you do all the ingredients (laughs) otherwise the dough is going to come out really bad and you're going to pull it out of the oven and it's going to be like oh I shouldn't have invited half a dozen people over to eat empanadas because now I got to serve them this, this just, a, just a disappointment, just a besmirch upon my family name. These horrible, horrible creations. So Esteban, just I'm proud check. of you. Just I'm, I'm proud twice. of you because you learned you learned something valuable today, or that day. <laughs> Was it shame? No. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Bye. so much for listening to the free wi-fi podcast our theme song is free wi-fi by clover and sea life you can follow us at free wi-fi podcast on twitter thanks so much for joining us today and we'll see you in the next one